Well, hi everyone, it's welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 423. And I've got a specific topic that I want to talk about in a moment, but if you listened to me yesterday, actually it was at the day before, maybe at the end of yesterday's uh, 365, I talked about uh, the fact that we had a busy weekend. So today's Sunday, it's early in the morning, and uh, both uh, my girls are competing in cheerleading, a two-day cheerleading competition and uh, here in Melbourne. And it's, uh, they're doing really well. They both had a, a really good performance yesterday. So yesterday's total accounts for 30% and today is the 70%. But man, such long days. Which goes to my point about making sure that these athletes are fueling themselves the right way because they can have long days. Uh, because often they're siblings in the family and the ones that are competing later in the day and you know they're eating rubbish and that kind of stuff and then they they get to uh, late in the afternoon or early evening and then they fall in a, a bit of a heap. Uh, so we had to, well, we left home at 10.30 a.m., which was generally a later start, really. Uh, Olivia competed at, mm, I'm going to say 11.30, 11.40, something like that. Emily didn't complete, compete until after five o'clock. Um, so a really long day. And what was interesting was that all the ones that competed in the last, in the last session, the one that Emily competed in uh, before the evening session started, every single group had mistakes where they were falling, uh, no, no injuries, but you know, like falling on their butts uh, on the ground and, and that kind of stuff. And I said, isn't that interesting? because they probably, like they're tired, everybody was tired because they've been there for all day, not fueling themselves the right way. And uh, I posted something on my Instagram account last night, well, that goes through to Facebook as well, but uh, what I found astonishing was the fact that the food that was being advertised there, well, one, they were horrible pictures, but they also had them posted on the wall outside the toilets which just seemed bizarre. And all around the stadium, these A4 sheets of pictures of the food that they had. Uh, now, I don't have the, the image in front of me, so I'll go from memory, but it was basically uh, chips, fairy floss, hot dogs, uh, hamburgers, uh, egg and bacon rolls, and I think there was a couple of other choices as well. Not one of them was healthy. Oh, there was popcorn, but it was filled with butter and so forth, like you get at the movies. And that would have come closest to being the healthiest, but nothing else. And then as you walk in the door, like before you go into the, the entrance to the, um, we were watching the cheerleading, they had this big oh, couple of tables, like fold-out tables uh, set up there with drinks. All, well, I'm sure there was a bottle of water in there somewhere, but basically all soft drinks and all chocolates and lollies. And so on my post, I said, uh, who, who made the decision that this is the right food to be fueling athletes? I mean, this is at the State Basketball Centre as well. So clearly this is the staple of what they provide as catering options at the the State Basketball Centre. So you're, you're talking about uh, some of the, the best basketballers in the state that go there to compete and practice regularly. 
And so it's a stadium where athletes are regularly performing and that's the choices that they have. Uh, so, of course, you see, and they had, uh, I don't know what you call them, like slurpy type things as well. Uh, so all you're seeing all day is these young cheerleaders walking around, sucking a straw on a slurpy and all these other things. I'm like, oh man, what are you doing? Uh, but a, uh, a couple of parents spoke to me yesterday and some of the other uh, cheerleaders themselves saying that they were eating healthily and um, they did indicate that not everybody on the team was doing that though, but that um, there were some improvements. So that was, that was a good thing. Uh, so yeah, we're off again uh, today to it. So yeah, I was really tired last night. It's been a big last seven days. I mean, this time last week, uh, it's Sunday, this time last week I was in uh, starting first day of uh, my two-day uh, coaching with JT and it seems like it's been a whirlwind uh, since then. Uh, so uh, today, normally, I, so today's Sunday, so I normally do my cleansing uh, fasting day on a Monday, being tomorrow, but actually tomorrow, I'll let you in on a secret, it's my birthday. And I thought, you know what, I, I'd like to have a, like a nice meal with the kids uh, tomorrow night, I went to school day for them. And uh, I want to do a workout. I always love to do a workout on my birthday. Uh, so I'm going to do that uh, tomorrow. And uh, I just treat myself, do a couple of things. I'm going to uh, I'll work in the morning and then uh, have early morning, that is. And I'll have um, uh, the rest of the day off, most likely. Just doing a few special things for myself. Um, so that'll be special. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to be uh, cleansing and fasting today, which uh, today, that might be a challenge for me today because uh, the, I try and keep myself busy on most of these days and a lot of the time you're just sitting there waiting uh, for these events. And so I did have a tip this time from the last competition I went to and I took earplugs because man, the, the bass in these things, it's, just so, it's excessively loud, it's just silly. I have to remember to take some earplugs for the kids too because they were, they were getting sore ears. So that, that was my saving grace yesterday. But today's topic, what I wanted to talk about was, and I actually looked this up because I thought that um, maybe the term would mean something different to when I actually looked it up. Uh, so I was, um, I was trying to think about whether this term had been used before and I was thinking of the term healthism. And what I was thinking of was, um, you know, healthism, is that something where people, uh, because I was looking for a term that could be used for those people that, I don't know, have it in for you, are negative towards you, um, you know, talk down to you, slag you off in, <laughs> when you're not around, that kind of stuff, because you choose to leave a healthy lifestyle or choose to uh, you know, provide a healthy household for your kids. Um, so, yeah, there's a bit of a history to the term of uh, the word healthism dating back to the 1970s and, and 80s. But I guess the, the, that movement was around uh, people becoming healthy. So I guess the term I'm really looking for is probably anti-healthism <laughs> because that movement of people that are, really don't, um, don't support what it is that you're doing. So why is that? So I was speaking to a client just recently and she's going through 
uh, a number of changes for herself. And, uh, you know, she's had, like a lot of people, it's been a bit of a roller coaster and you go through periods of time where you're, uh, you're more focused than others and life can hit you in the face like a, a snowball sometimes and um, you, you fall off the, off the rails. And, but anyway, she's on her way back and she's made some, um, some decisions in her house because uh, she is seeing the way her children behave when they eat certain foods. And look, that's, that's not a coincidence. Um, they've done a number of different studies where you can see, and you can just try this at home yourself uh, with your, your kids, especially younger kids, but it's older ones as well, like teenagers. If you put rubbish into your body, you're gonna get rubbish out. And when it's young kids, especially, um, so like maybe preschool and um, you know, early, early years learning, then it can really have behavioural issues because all those additives and stuff and the kids can, can just go a little bit crazy because they're not getting the right nutrients and they're surviving artificially on chemicals and other, other additives and rubbish that are not serving their bodies well and it's literally playing tricks on their brain. And some of these things are, are just really high in sugar as well. So if kids are living off sugar, then what's that doing? It's, it's getting them all hyped up and getting excited and stupid and then they're not knowing what to do with that extra energy because they don't, you know, they don't know what's going on and they just react the way that they do because they haven't yet learnt how to deal with all those feelings that are going through their bodies. So she's made uh, some decisions to do that. And I know for, I'll come back to that point in a second, I know for myself, uh, because of the way that uh, I'm living. And I remember back in 1988 when I first started and I was uh, at university and I was going around, like I'd carry a bag that would have you know, my books in it, but it also had my food and I'd have a thermos that had uh, my smoothie made up in it. And I would have, um, you know, I'd be constantly eating and people used to give me a really hard time about it all the time. And I got to the stage where I just didn't care. It's like it was just, just my lifestyle. So if you don't like it, go live your own lifestyle was the policy that, that I adopted. And I guess I had been a little bit conditioned to that. I mean, I'd been bullied um, up to, to that point uh, in my life. And I, you know, I played the bagpipes and I wore a kilt and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I played a very offensively loud instrument. I wore a dress. Um, so I, I was used to copying my fair share of stuff over the years and I guess I'd found a way to, uh, to cope with that. And if you know my full story, I started going to the gym because I was bullied when I was at university and that was the moment that changed my life. And I said, I've had enough of this crap and I'm never going to feel like I can't stand up for myself again because that's what I did feel like because I was um, a small kid, I was you know, puny, and uh, I wanted to change all that and feel just good about myself and strong and muscular. So that's the path that I chose. Uh, and even, even today, uh, I find that I get that as well uh, from a number of people. And if you think about, well, I'll just talk about Australia, for instance. I've got to look, look up the stats to see if there's a, a later number because we really only get the number every four years uh, when they do the... Uh, the uh, the census or they do other 
you know, detailed studies uh, around health and so forth to get these numbers out. Um, so I, I should really look it up again, but I think it's about two thirds of Australia is considered either overweight or obese, and that's as measured by uh, height, weight, and um, body mass index, which is a, a generally a guide for the sedentary person as to whether they're overweight or obese. And uh, that's, I mean, that's horrible. It's a horrible statistic, and it's getting worse uh, all, all the time, daily. And what people, I think, are starting to kind of form this movement, if you like, that because they're in the majority, they're going to make the minority of people that want to be healthy feel bad. Now, I know I'm generalising here and there'll be many people that are in that overweight and obese category and want to be in a different one. But the trouble is that they normally associate with people that are also like them so that they can live the lifestyle that they want, which is unhealthy. And they don't look at it in this way, but this is subconsciously what's happening. Um, they can live that life that they want. They're surrounding themselves with other overweight and unhealthy people as well. So therefore, they don't feel bad about themselves and they can continue eating what they're eating, drinking what they're drinking and leading the lifestyle that they want, being inactive or uh, you know, whatever it is that they do and justifying uh, their existence. Like I heard some mothers talking uh, last night, you know, you hear about the, the cheer mums and, and so forth and let's not go into that right now. But um, uh, I heard these um, over, overweight mums talking to each other about uh, all, all the things that they had to do, do for their kids, which, look, I, I got two kids too and I know that mums tend to pick up the majority of the workload in a house. Uh, but they were talking about it in, in a way to justify to themselves why they eat what they eat and they just don't have any time for, for anything else. And when people see me and they know what they do, especially with the, you know, the, the, um, the dance and cheer school and so forth, it's kind of like they, have to, they feel like they have to justify what it is that they're doing to me. And it's like, hey, it's your life. I mean... If that's the way you want to do it, that's the way you, you want to do it. But uh, many people do that. Man. Like if I go out for dinner with people, especially if it's with clients, they're like, oh, well, should, uh, what should we eat, Rob? And uh, it's like, do you know what? I'm not on duty <laughs> wherever I am, uh, you know, whenever I go out and stuff. I don't, I don't generally uh, look at what people are eating and say, oh, man, I can't believe that she needs to lose this much weight and she ordered that. So, I mean... Uh, I mean, you, you water what you want. Um, my job is to educate and empower people to, to make those better decisions. Uh, but, you know, I have cheat meals too uh, from time to time. So it's not that you can't do that. It's just that you can't make it your lifestyle. Uh, so I, I, I find it frustrating to think that you know, there, there are not more people that want to make a difference, but instead what they want to do is make sure that you stay where you are. And the reason they do that is because they don't want you to change. Because if you change, that means you might be better than them. 
And again, they don't necessarily think about it this way, but whether it's subconsciously or unconsciously, uh, this is what the, the thought process is. Well, if you completely transform your body and you look fantastic and I don't change, then you're going to be much better than me. And I don't want you to be better than me because I've always been better than you. So the easiest thing for me to do is to not support and encourage you to be the absolute best version of yourself, but to criticize, put you down, put food in front of you and keep talking you down in any different way that I can think of so that you don't actually change because then I won't have to change and I'm too busy to change and I don't really want to change. So it's easier if I just work on a strategy to stop you from changing. Now, when you say all that out loud, it sounds absolutely ridiculous. And yet, this is the mindset of just about everybody when it comes to health, fitness, and bettering yourself or having the people around you better themselves. And that's really, really sad. And I have a number of clients that are in these situations where they have these circles of, of friends or whatever, and uh, they feel criticized and unsupported. And this is what happens, we're talking about my, my client earlier, we're wanting to make changes in the household. And you know, when it comes to the kids, that be can become even more challenging because you then get criticized by uh, whether it's relatives or whatever. I mean, it's happened in my family. Uh, you know, when I was married and we used to go around to um, my ex-wife's parents' place, and they would uh, give the kids, you know, like lollies or, you know, these other things and say, oh, it's okay, Rob, you know, they deserve a treat and they don't have to, you know, be like you all the time or you don't have to be so hard on them or whatever. I was like, okay, well, you don't live with me. I'm not hard on the kids. It's about giving them, uh, you know, putting better options in front of them. I'm not saying you can't have that. In fact, I don't think I've ever said to the kids, you can't have this. And a great example is at Easter time when they get uh, Easter eggs. And certainly when they're old enough, you can have a discussion with them. But I never say to them, I only have this many Easter eggs. Maybe when they were, you know, like three or four or something like that. But I say, you eat what you think is enough for you and empower them to do it. Because I can tell you this, if they got 15 Easter eggs and they ate them all, they're gonna throw up and they're gonna learn the hard way that, oh, actually, that's probably not a good thing to do. So they've just worked it out themselves by me just guiding them along the way. The trouble is that, well, this is normally what happens. People will find a way to justify what goes into a lunchbox and, and say, oh, yeah, they deserve a treat, they deserve a treat, they deserve a treat. Oh, it's okay, don't worry. That, you know, why are you being so hard on them? Why do they need to eat that? They need to have a treat because, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, the trouble with that is that treats become staples. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you know, we talk about the staple of foods that we should be eating. That's what they, they coin the phrase, staple. So that's a, a group of products that we would normally eat. So for me, it's like 
um, you know, clean protein sources like fish, chicken, beef, um, plenty of vegetables, clean protein, um, sorry, well, other clean protein sources like your, your yogurt, good quality, whey protein, um, you know, grains, all that kind of stuff. And the trouble is that people say a treat, which is like uh, your sugary and fatty processed type stuff, which if you look at the Australian guidelines uh, to healthy eating drawn up by the government, and look, whether you think that the proportions are right or, or whatever, that's the, here's not the time for that discussion, but the, those foods, the sugary foods and processed foods and so forth, they've, they've drawn up a plate which has, okay, so let's say two-thirds of it is uh, vegetables, um, you know, a portion of it is protein, a portion of it is high-energy food. I haven't got those portions quite right, um, but uh, round about that, and then you've got a, a, a thin sliver or sliver of um, your fats. Now, your processed food and sugary foods, they're not even on the plate in the context of that diagram. The trouble is that the, these treats, which fall into that part that are not on the plate, become most of the plate for people, for kids and adults. And you know, they're not eating what should be on the plate. Uh, so those treats become an everyday thing and are no longer treats. They're just what people are eating all the time. And you know, so many lunch boxes are probably something like a, a white roll or a white sandwich or, I mean, I, I know with the, the kids when uh, they were younger, you know, kids are going to school with white breads and hundreds and thousands in the middle. Uh, what, what sort of food is that to be um, supporting the kids? And then everything else is a packet. You know, like it's a, a packet of chips or a, a chocolate bar or a muesli bar or something like that. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just not, not good. Uh, and, but then when you try and make a change, then some parents will criticise. And say, oh, you've been too hard on them. And then talk about them behind their back because that's just what people tend to do, especially Aussies. Now, it's interesting because I, I network with people around the world. And JT was just talking about this, my coach. I'll just go have a drink of water. I was talking about this uh, just last Sunday or Monday, saying that the difference between Americans and Australians is that Americans like to uh, see people rise to the top and then they cut them down. But the Australian market uh, tends to be that the Aussies don't want to see you get up there. So they just keep you down by all this negative yeah, commentary and so forth. And the media do it too. And it's really quite sad, isn't it? Uh, but that's what we do. But I have some really good news. Now, I have had uh, you know, various people in my life, whether it be clients or uh, you know, relationships and so forth, where uh, the, I guess those things are kind of thrust upon me as, as well. Like, like I said with um, my ex-wife's family and how they would always be feeling like I'm looking at what they're doing and uh, you know, then telling me how I should be eating and that it's too strict and it's too tough and blah, blah, blah. Now, 
um, I've, I've been divorced for like seven years or something now. And what I can tell you is this. So I am in the best shape, health I've ever been. Uh, all of that side of the family, or bar one possibly, are really not in great shape and uh, it's just because energy goes to other places and I'm sure if I was still going to those same functions and so forth they'd still be having the same discussions with me and say oh you should do this you should do that and um, justifying their behaviors uh, to me and uh, I know when I've been in um, situations where, you know, I, I'm feeling good about the way that I live, uh, but the person that I've been with uh, that doesn't share that, and that makes it that makes it really tough. Uh, but the good news is that yes, even though the majority of the population is uh, considered overweight or obese, there is a growing group of people that support and nurture and encourage you to be the best version of yourself and that's what I love about my fitness family because that's what we do we build this culture of everybody must support everybody I mean if you if you're not going to do that then you don't become part of this family uh, because that's the culture that we have we want to see everybody succeed we all support you to be successful and we want you to support everybody else to be successful as well. We want you to go beyond our fitness family and spread it to your family and beyond and friends so that they can share the gifts and the knowledge that you get to make your life better and healthier because this planet would be so much better. We would have so much, um, so many more outcomes that were fulfilling in the world if everybody started to live like this because the energy that you have, the drive, the passion that you have to want to do more with your life just comes from this really strong base of being healthy, vibrant, alive and energised. And the, I guess the challenge is, is to find those groups of people uh, well, it's easy here. I mean, you, you come and join us and you find uh, that you're immediately in a group of people that want to see you succeed just as much as they want to succeed. And, and that's, uh, that's great. I think the, the CrossFit community have done a great job in building a community. Now, whether you like the sport of CrossFit or stuff, I mean, I, I enjoy watching some of the events. I'm absolutely never going to do CrossFit style training myself because it's just not... I mean, I, I do principles of some of it when I, um, I'm con, you know, creating uh, programs and so forth for people, uh, but it's just not something that I, I enjoy myself, so I, I train a different way. Horses for courses. Uh, but I think this is the important thing about finding finding that group of people that you can connect with or that, those group of friends. And yes, look, we've got the, uh, our community, our fitness family. Uh, another element that I do love about the, um, the Isogenics company is the culture that they have built within that company and the various challenges and groups that they have 
uh, on Facebook and so forth. I'm connected with a number of them. And it's a really great feel. I mean, people are sharing their stories, their before and after photos, and uh, you know, they're incredible. I share some of them on um, social media as well, uh, but they're incredible stories. And the, the life change of people from, uh, you just, you look at some of the photos and you just can't believe that it's the same person uh, because they've lost, uh, lost so much. Uh, so much fat and change their life completely and then, I mean that's a it's a beautiful beautiful gift and then they go on to inspire others to make the change as well and uh, so there are there are formal groups like that but I, I guess what you also need to do is have a look at your your circle of friends your inner circle if you like of so who's influencing what it is that you are doing and how you're living your life? Who's having an impact on that? And I, I say this, I mean, I've made, had to make some very tough decisions in my life. I mean, I've said our ex-wife and I mean, we got on really well together. I mean, we, we, um, we went to the, the cheerleading yesterday. I mean, we both have, uh, we, you know, nurture, support, share the children between us. I mean, if we didn't have the kids, I mean, we probably wouldn't see each other at all. But um, the point is that we are very civil to each other, very polite, but I think that's really important for the kids to see that uh, you know, their mum and dad still um, share a love for each other. It's just it's different. It's um, more of a respect and, and so forth. And making sure that uh, you know, I support um, you know, their mum in a way that they see that you know, stuff happens in life, but you can still be civil and still be kind and supportive and uh, you know, help them achieve their outcomes as well as them supporting you to achieve yours even though you're not together. I mean, she only lives 750 metres away from me. Um, and you know, we have to go to the cheerleading again uh, together today because of you know, the kids. So um, it, it, look, we make it work. Uh, but uh, clearly, I, I made the decision that that wasn't going to be the long-term uh, solution for me uh, to get my life where I wanted to, to get to. So I guess we're on different paths and, and so forth. Uh, and I've had to remove friends from my life as well because they just haven't been, I suppose, the right energy in my life that I've found has, has supported me. And I've left, I changed careers. I've left jobs before, before changing careers because the environment was so toxic and negative that it was just bringing me down. And I thought, this, this isn't what life is supposed to be about. There's got to be a better way to it. And now I'm responsible for building the, the culture in my own business and uh, you know, bringing, bringing that to, to my clients because I've got full ownership of it. And that, I mean, that's when... Life has changed for me because I'm, I've got full responsibility for, for doing that. But from time to time, I mean, I go to all these networking events, I meet heaps and heaps of people and sometimes people come into your life and it's like, okay, well, at the start, this person seems like they're, uh, you know, the really right person to be networking with, etc. Uh, but then as time goes by and you start to, I suppose, get to see a little bit more about what the person's doing or not doing, uh, then you, know, you can form different opinions because often what a lot of people do is they overstate or basically lie about how good they are. They'll always 
overstate what they're doing, how good their business is and all that kind of stuff. But the reality is that most people don't know how to run their business and they're not doing very well. So they'll always overstate it. And you see that whenever JT does live coaching and people say, oh yeah, I'm making this much money. And then when he breaks them right down, you can say, actually, that's not what you're making at all. And you've just exaggerated it tenfold because you've just made up these other things. So you keep telling lies to yourself and then those lies then become externalized or vocalized and you start to believe your own crap. And that's, that's not good. So, uh, you know, I've started networking with people. I thought, okay, this person seems like a really good person to network with. They seem really switched on. Uh, but then the reality is that's not the case. And you think, man, this is just so different. And you have to distance yourself a little bit. It's like, I don't want to surround myself uh, with phonies. Um, so I, I would encourage you to have a look at your, your own inner circle. And I have done uh, another podcast or two on this topic as well. But it's hard enough to be successful in your health and fitness with the stuff that's going on in your own head and getting all that right. If you've got people around you that don't support you, I mean, this goes down to partners as well, as if they're not um, being supportive of what it is that you're doing, uh, then you need to make some tough decisions. You need to have some tough discussions with people because I know of uh, relationships where I've had, um, uh, not my relationships, but uh, relationships with, with clients I've had or people have told me about other instances where the partner, and it's normally the female, has wanted to make a change to their health and fitness, but the male has not been supportive of it because they don't really want them to change because what happens if they change? Let's just say that you, when you met, you weren't overweight. Now you meet, and I'm oh, sorry, yeah, you've met, and you, you, know, you get in that comfort zone. Uh, often what happens is you put on 10, maybe 20, 15, 30 kilos, and you both do that. Then the wife says, or partner says, I want to make a change and lose weight. And the, what's the male thing? Well, hang on. If you change and lose all that weight, you'll leave me for someone else. And I don't want to change. So the easiest thing for me to do is to just criticize you and not support what it is that you're doing. But I'm not going to say that I'm not going to support you. What I'm going to do is just keep eating the same food and keep putting that in front of you and complaining about the fact that you're going to the gym or you're going to do this and make you feel awkward about doing it and then maybe talk about how tight money is so that we can't actually afford you to be doing that anymore and then that'll keep me happy. And again, it sounds ridiculous to be talking like that but the reality is this is what happens in in households and relationships every single day across the world. I've got one, one just recently actually where uh, the client, which wasn't a client, she was doing a trial and um, was keen as mustard and was telling me all the reasons why that she needed to make the change and it was for her and all that kind of stuff. And in the end said that her partner said, no, we can't afford it. And it's like, really? I'm sure if we went through the household budget, we could find $30 a week somewhere. Uh, you know, you look at all the wasted money that's going 
going on. I'm sure there's bought lunches in there. I'm sure there are, you know, dining out, alcohol. Um, you know, I bet there's pay TV, there's new phones, there's other stuff that just gets wasted but doesn't get considered. And unfortunately, I see this a bit where, uh, you know, the wife has, or partner has, is looking after the kids so, and not working on a single income. And it's like the, the man of the relationship makes all those financial decisions. So what, what they say goes. And it's like, man, really? That, that's so selfish and the wrong decision when if you only knew how vibrant and energised this partner of yours could be uh, by making these changes. And they really want to make the change. And then you're saying, no, nah, we can't find $30 a week. And yeah, look, some people have tough circumstances. I would just challenge anyone uh, to not be able to do it. And especially, like, seriously, if, if your partner really, really wants it and they need to make this change for them, why wouldn't you just say, yeah, I get that baby? Let's just find a way to make it happen for you because I know that you need this because you have been working so hard as a mum to these, ch these kids of ours and you really need it and I think that's a great idea. That, unfortunately, isn't the discussion that normally takes place. So um, it's, it's difficult, it's not easy, but my, my closing statements to you would be you've got to have some tough discussions maybe. Have a reflection on... Um, who it is in your inner circle, whether it's on Facebook or whatever. Sometimes, seriously, I reckon people should just get rid of Facebook and start living life in, in real terms and not creating these fake, um, fake online lives that people have. And, uh, you know, find a, find a group of people that you can connect with and uh, lead the life that you want to in a healthy way that gives you everything that you want to and uh, without, without the guilt, I think that's, that's the thing, where you can be made to feel guilty about the choices that you've made. And I can tell you from personal experience that I've been made to feel like that for um, many, many a year and many a, a social occasion because of the lifestyle that I lead. And I say, do you know what? I think of myself like Superman and think all of that stuff is like bullets. And the bullets don't penetrate Superman. They just bounce off. So if that stuff comes your way, just imagine it's kind of bouncing off you and just think, do you know what? I know I'm on the right path. You guys are just standing in the, in the wrong place. And I'm now going to go stand in another circle of people. I mean, that's, that's the approach that I take. It might sound a little bit harsh. Say, oh, well, it's family. It's this or whatever. You find a way to distance yourself from those discussions, those situations, so that they don't bring you down. And instead, find that group of people that is going to actually build you up and take you to places where you want to go to. Because that's what life's all about. Living life on your terms. Building the life that you want. Building the health that you want. And my job is to encourage you, inspire and empower you to be able to do that. If you want to find uh, an, an immediate group of people that is going to support and nurture you, then uh, join our Facebook groups. Uh, follow me on um, Facebook and Instagram and uh, we'll point you in the right direction and support you and uh, can connect you with other groups as, as you need them um, because life's too short.
live life on your terms. And today's Sunday, so maybe have a reflection and think, who are those negative people in my life that are really holding me back and not supporting my cause? And consider whether you need to distance yourself a little bit from those relationships. Have a great day. I've got to go and start cheering soon. Bye.